0: Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe, and I'm on the road this time. I'm sorry, Tracy isn't here with me for this episode. And I know she would love to have been here. I'm in the Gettysburg area. And a friend recommended this local destination. And I was so surprised to hear about it because breweries are popping up everywhere. Um, craft breweries are on every corner especially in um our local area in southern pa and wineries are very popular down here in the mason dixon area but i was turned on to a distillery and i'm so excited i'm here with yanni and yanni your last name is barackis barackis and so this is very interesting to me first that you're doing distilling you're doing distilling in gettysburg yep but your heritage is Greek. Correct. And you're not making wine or something else.
1: That is also correct. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I can give you a little tidbit of how we started. Um, second generation born here. And uh, my grandfather um, actually essentially used to be a coppersmith in Greece, mm-hmm. which put him in charge of his village's community still, um, which led to an, a very adventurous 11-year-old me building his first moonshine still at home. And almost burning down the house once really yeah, that's correct
0: so moonshine that's where you started off um playing
1: correct at age 11.
0: wow okay well <laughs> see now my husband was doing a uh, scroll saw work and uh that was on a machine Though <laughs> no, when he was working with wood yep. but like moonshine did, did someone else in the family do that where like were they using like apples or quince or i don't know
1: um, no. So it was, it, my grandfather was pretty young at the time um, mm-hmm. when he was still there. So his job was just to maintain it and actually make physical repairs. He didn't actually run it. And mm-hmm. then when I started, um, it was off of a drawing on a cocktail napkin.
0: How about that? Okay. So that's kind of where your passion um, was a little divergent from um, the typical, you know, when my family had a, the Greek restaurant and yep. you had mentioned that your family roots um, were in the Denver area for a little while and you decided then to kind of like head a different direction. So here you are um, distilling.
1: Oh, there was so many directions. Mm -hmm. Uh, this, uh, actually following through and opening up the distillery right now was uh, a little bit of life beating me up pretty hard. Um, always wanted to open one one day, but I figured it would be, uh, when I was significantly older and I'd just be that crazy old guy that was always drinking. Uh Um, instead, uh, a, uh, My career path was going an entirely different direction, Um, uh, then I got in a car accident that put me in bed for two years. Um, And my opportunities that were there for me before the car accident weren't there for me afterwards, so I just kind of already had half a business plan written in my head, so I actually put pen to paper and wrote a business plan, and uh, now we're here.
0: How did you get to Gettysburg,
1: Oh, um, the
0: Gettysburg area?
1: how did I get to Gettysburg? Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up as a young boy, um, my one I was actually born in Hanover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were in New York for a little bit. But my, I still have family in Hanover, mm-hmm. um, my grandparents and an uncle. So I used to run around there a fair amount. And for those that don't know, Hanover's 20 minutes away maybe. Um, and I would come here with my uncle as a, as a child quite a bit and tour the battlefields. And then um, didn't for a while. And after college, my best friend from high school moved here. And I was coming out to see him pretty regularly and got to meet a lot of people and I uh, got to know the town. And um, once I decided to open up the distillery, I knew where I was going to go. Mm-hmm.
0: And you opened up in a uh, former furniture manufacturer? Is this a manufacturing? Yep,
1: this was a, they used to hand make furniture here mm-hmm. um, from the early 1900s to the mid-1950s. Mm-hmm. Um, this property at its peak... Uh, which we only have a small section of, uh, was employing over 350 people, wow. and that uh-huh. was for a span of over two and a half decades.
0: Wow! Well, it's nice that you can like revive this space then. Oh, it needed like, re- it needed reviving. It, it did. Was, it was very tired. A lot of work. Yeah. So when you walk into the distillery, um, and we'll and we'll get to this later, but you're not just greeted with um, a, a wall of vodka or rum. Um, you have other options as well, but we're out here in the back end. That's correct. And out, out in the yard because it's still like perfect weather this time of year. It's very odd. Yes, it is. And you have a garden. So is this, how are you going to marry, like what what are you doing back here? Like there's um, um, kale I see. and There's
1: what? kale, uh, there's some other lettuce, uh, some root vegetables. Uh, my carrots didn't really grab hold, but a bunch of beets, a bunch of radishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now we're just going to supplement a little bit via specials as we start pulling these out of the ground, but uh, next year hopefully it gets planted a lot heavier um, and we don't supplement. We actually rely on mm-hmm. um, being able to pull it right from out back. It's, it's pretty cool to be able to plug a vegetable out of the ground, wash it, and 20 minutes later mm-hmm. it's, it's cooked and mm-hmm. in, a, in a meal in front of somebody.
0: Very nice. And you have a lot of space to do that, so I imagine that's probably going to grow. Um, but what does the field um, to fork mean to you with distilling?
1: uh field to fork or grain to glass because uh-huh. these are all these are all things uh-huh. um so um we can throw a whole lot of terms at it but uh uh fresh local and everything and that's uh we'll call it field to fork for the kitchen um and then for the distillery grain to glass and on top of that um uh that just means we're making everything from scratch on site uh, but we take it a step further we're actually we are farming we have um 47 acre lease out in gettysburg national military park um, that we uh our farming we've grown a bunch of corn a bunch of rye uh this coming year we're probably going to grow a bunch of wheat uh it's supplementing our, our normal production for everything we're making and then uh, it's also going to get utilized to make a handful of times a year we are gonna have limited runs yeah. of spirits that are produced 100 percent from uh small grains that we grow in the battlefield so mm-hmm. it's essentially it's going to be a lot of things a lot of people but it's going to be um national it's going to be a national park in a bottle that you can actually legally take home with you
0: yeah that's amazing
1: yeah very much so. I mean if
0: I'm going to be buying what do they call them souvenirs I'd rather buy something edible and if it's like distilled in a bottle it makes it even better very much so so when you pick when you're doing your own growing is there I mean you say wheat but there must be like so many varieties of wheat like do you have to pick a certain kind for your distilling
1: um we do and what i do is i give uh, i give some general parameters to the gentleman that's doing the actual farming for me and he goes mm-hmm. yeah that's the one you want yeah <laughs> um this past year uh so this time last year we actually we went a little further in depth with the rye we planted actually did a little research um we actually put brissetto in the ground it was a it's a german hybrid rye we had to sign a waiver claiming we were going to process it and not try to breed it so it's oh. uh mm-hmm. getting getting into it um We'll get into it a little bit more each year. We get a little more in depth, um, but uh, for now we're gonna we're gonna stick for the most part with more known varietals, right. um, just because that's where uh, most of the not farmers' knowledge is, and also that's what's available. That you get into right. the funkier stuff, and it gets difficult to find.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there um, when you think of like bourbons or whiskeys down south um, versus things up up north, and you're you're trying to grow things that are seasonal? Um, is there like a history to the grains that are used here in Pennsylvania, specifically like um,
1: so if you South So if you take the Mid-Atlantic region as mm-hmm. you know today and you condense it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, it would have been the rye whiskey capital of the country for a long time running. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back for uh, a, a long time. Um, when we were still a colony, we were rum drinkers and that, that came from the whole British trade. We were getting molasses brought in and we turn it into rum. Uh, once we had that whole little falling out with the British, uh, we had to turn to what was already here, and uh, particularly in this region, we grew uh, a lot of rye, it was a really hardy crop, and uh, like any other region that has a, a distinct spirit to the region, uh, because rye was grown so much and in abundance, we, we made liquor out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, George Washington made a fortune making whiskey, in particular really? rye whiskey. Yes
0: what was it did he have a particular brand name for his uh, um, I, I wonder I, what I it, it was what his brand name would have been George, <laughs> but, george's best right? <laughs> um,
1: it was it would have been produced yeah. at at mount vernon uh-huh yep. how about
0: that i yep. didn't know that yeah so how are you going to tie history in then are you, are you taking advantage of like that angle here in the gettysburg area i wonder um,
1: I, I mean the through the fact that we're farming on the on the battlefield yeah. is is a huge one to tie it in and then just i think the the, the mere fact that we are we're producing and eventually we'll be selling rye whiskey mm-hmm. um that's historically relevant yeah um, it, this it, 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 it used to be huge in this whole general region there was mm-hmm. that it was it was it was a very large thing that uh prohibition i guess would have kind of finished it off um pre-prohibition it wouldn't have been a big thing to know that hey every other every third farm has their own still yeah. as well okay. so
0: So when people come through um, the building, and it is a large building, especially the area where you're distilling, um, are they surprised by or by the process? Like, are there any questions, I mean, is it, the copper kettles, is, did you build your own copper kettle? Is this like your copper kettle for distilling or?
1: So the majority of our equipment is stainless steel. We do have Uh copper in the still, in both stills. No, a lot of this stuff was purchased and then uh, heavily modified to to make our own and make it run the way we want it to run. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, in this space. And you're doing most of the distilling.
1: Yes, that's Mm -hmm. correct. Um, I am doing most of the distilling. Mm -hmm.
0: And how long will you have to wait, or how long will we have to wait for aged whiskey?
1: Um, There's stuff in barrels getting old already now, and one of these times it's... Um, next time I drill a a hole in the side of my barrel and take a little sample, one of these days I'm really, really going to like what's in there as opposed Mm -hmm. to just like, Mm -hmm. and then it's going to get bottled and put on the shelf. Um, I, I pretty much categorically refuse to put a timetable on anything like that. Really? Okay. Um, there's so many variables, um, and it starts with production and, uh, uh, in the middle, I guess if I'm saying it starts with production, the middle parts, just the size barrel we use and the end parts, mother nature on. On, on how hard she massages and squeezes that mm-hmm. that spirit in and out of the wood. So um, I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to give you a more concise answer yeah. in a couple years once I've been it distilling was. and aging at this exact yes. location, and I <laughs> and I have my patterns a little a little better known. But uh-huh. uh, I promise it's not going to be the uh, four years that many people think they're going to yeah. have to wait to have a uh, a matured um, brown spirit. Mm-hmm. But uh, past that, I'm going to stay purpose i'm gonna purposely be vague
0: yeah you're gonna go by taste not a number oh yeah okay um have you ever had like any huge successes before you were doing big batch distilling that you were like really proud of that maybe we can look forward to whether it's like an infusion of some kind into a rum or um Oh, my, Gym? my,
1: my answer is yes, but I'm also not going to tell you oh, what it no. is. I okay. have a, I have a, I have a pair of liqueurs that are a uh, I've, I've, dubbed them my secret project. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. So we have to wait. That's correct. We have to follow you yeah. and stay like on top of things to I, find out when, I, oh my I gosh, would. the secret batch. Okay. So why else would people come here to your destination? Than Mason Dixon Distillery. come to distillery? my
1: destination? Um, our liquor is really really good our food is really really good (laughs) um and it's we're housing a beautiful old meticulously restored warehouse so uh fantastic for lunch or dinner or we even run sunday brunch Uh um paired up with uh, a cocktail tell me about
0: the eats like what's on the menu what do people find i did look at pictures beforehand to make sure dan would eat
1: so we are trying to be a little bit more unique in what we are offering um this we just launched our fall menu just over a week ago there's definitely um there's a real earthy feel to this uh to this current menu um a lot of yeah, just a real earthy feel to it we wanted to stay uh it's almost we're almost taking a heavy appalachian influence Mm -hmm. um and making it work making it our own what do you
0: mean by that do you mean like heartier meals uh, they're, so we're small like, plates so
1: mm-hmm. uh the plates can definitely be hearty but mm-hmm. um just a lot of stuff coming a lot of minimally processed things so okay. we're letting the natural taste and a lot of our raw ingredients come through as a main flavor profile in all the dishes we're putting together mm-hmm. um so that's 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 what i think i mean when i say yeah that. okay and, and then i mean literally we have the garden out back which is going to be we're pulling out of the garden yeah. and putting it on the menu so we have those uh beets and the radishes a lot of those were we're we're not only going to use the beets and radishes themselves but we we're going to snip the greens and mm-hmm. they're just they're just going to get vinegared yeah which to me is, is the, the that's best. yeah it's it's <laughs> the, the best <laughs> and it's um delicious mm-hmm. um Past that, we've also added a handful of sandwiches, mm-hmm. um, which are delicious as well. Um, just trying to pull a little bit from everywhere, mm-hmm. um, not not necessarily uh, pulling everything from one specific cuisine, um, and trying to offer people things that maybe they just haven't had before. Mm-hmm. I Guess there's a little bit of Creole influence going on on our menu as well. We have I can't um, wait. the the, the <laughs> crawfish beignets. We're taking crawfish, dicing mm-hmm. them up, spicing them up, and we're rolling them into pastry and then deep frying them um oh. I, it's probably uh-huh. safe to say that nobody within a significantly large radius has <laughs> produced or <laughs> sold crawfish beignets around yes. here uh-huh. um going a little bit uh new orleans we have muffalata as well uh-huh. um which uh we make the day before weigh it down with bricks to press it um we're using local bread from gettysburg mm-hmm. baking company just uh trying to utilize what we have uh easy access to and At uh, local
0: Mm -hmm. okay so it seems like local is important to you yes um tying history in from this area uh, respecting the building space and like all of the feet that walked through it before yep um is really important to you uh and because you're so new how new like three months open
1: we opened up july 1st of this year Mm -hmm. and then two weeks later we opened the restaurant so we were just a bar and tasting room so we've got a just under three weeks of being a kitchen and restaurant.
0: So you've come like a long way from uh Denver, the Denver area, Denver, Pennsylvania, not Denver, Colorado, but Denver, uh, Pennsylvania from the your accident. Yes. To pencil ideas. Yep. To this space. Yep. If you could tell someone, especially young entrepreneurs or people who have the hopes of doing or following their dreams, like like what have you learned? And you're not even, like, you're just three months open. Like, you're not even where you're going to be yet. But, like, what's encouraging to people who have been in that place?
1: Oh, what's encouraging? Um, it's it's encouraging to see people enjoying what you've put together. But mm-hmm. uh, what have I learned? Oh uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, Let's see. Let's tie car accident and, re- and uh, distillery slash restaurant in together. Yeah. Um, Way more people that are going to be detractors than you. Don't jump into anything thinking it's going to be easy. Yeah. And if you're not the kind of person who can um, force yourself to do something, whether it's from a, a point of motivation or just sheer stubbornness or, or sheer um, sheer will, um, don't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So feed the stubborn, feed the strong will. And um. it, it doesn't have to
1: be either one of those things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be both of those things. You just the, you have to find. Um, what it is that that drives you and make sure it's it's a it's a fire that burns strong and isn't something Mm -hmm. that's easily put out
0: yeah Um, this is really exciting really I have heard so many good things about um, your distillery and the restaurant and um, I wish you the best thank you very much it's very exciting and I'm going to have to follow you like religiously now to find out what the two secret
1: I'd I'd recommend that
0: (sighs) I will I will because I love distilled spirits so I will follow you I will do that and how can people find you Yanni
1: Ooh. okay. So we do have a website, which is masondixondistillery.com. Right now it is a mere landing page. There's not a whole lot of detail there. I highly suggest people go to our Facebook page, which would be um, Mm facebook.com slash masondixondistillery.
0: Okay, great. And they can follow, they, you can find your special events. I see the menu items are always up there as well.
1: Yeah, um, usually pretty active on posting things there. Um, and from there, you can find all of our other okay. fun social media accounts that okay. I usually try to make sure things get posted to. It's,
0: you can only do so many things at that's one time, c- that's right? That's correct. And the distilling is so important. So I, I definitely want to grab some rum. And what's on the shelf now? I saw rum and vodka. Rum and vodka. Okay.
1: Uh, it's my goal by the end of this year, two, three, maybe even four more spirits will be launched by the end of this year.
0: Okay, great. Definitely um, think of that for Christmas gifts, especially for people outside of the area. Absolutely, I think it's a great way to like send like Pennsylvania out.
1: Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll see how well these new releases are um, are received, but right now, the rum. Yeah. Oh, the rum. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. I- I'll be on that.
0: when I head back out to the bar so thanks so much again I really appreciate it and find um, Yanni and Mason Dixon Distillery on it's actually MasonDixonDistillery.com and on Facebook you'll find it easily that way Sounds so, good to me. Yeah, thank you so much. Yep, absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I really appreciate your patience, especially um, the outdoor episode. There's even like birds, and I think there were planes and horns. So, anyway, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. You can find me at Phoebe'sPureFood.com. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think, what you'd like to hear more of. And um, thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys.